0: Hey, everybody. Thank you very much for swinging by this week. We are so stoked with our guest. I am pumped for this all week. I've been looking forward to this. Todd Bitz is excited to welcome. Uh, just such a, an amazing person doing such amazing things. She's a mom. She's out to change the world one bite at a time. She's an influencer. She's a dog mom, which is a huge win here at Toddversations for our team. But she's promoting change that the world's need to hear. Please, everybody, give it up and welcome the produce mom, Miss Lori Taylor. Welcome, Lori
1: Hey, thank you, Todd. It's great to be here and connect with you and all the folks that follow along with what you're doing here with Todd Bits. It's been great to see you launch this and I've followed along and I've learned a lot and... It's wonderful to be here today as your guest. So thank you.
0: Wow, thank you. That I'm an, I, that that thrills my heart for you to say that because you have you are you're the one that has blazed the trail. You have done so many killer things in this industry, which we're going to talk about today. You. And your positivity is overwhelming to be around. And the way you live and breathe this business and where it comes from your heart, which is truly where it comes from. It, you see it, it, you wear it on your sleeve every day. Uh, it's motivating. It's inspirational. So let, let me let me come back around and thank you for what you've been doing. And I'm excited to have this conversation and get into some of these topics I think we both share that are passionately about, especially when it comes to consumption and kids and life and making this world a better place. So thank you for hanging out with me.
1: Oh, well, thank you. Yeah. And you're too kind. There are lots of amazing marketers that have been part of blazing this trail. And, uh, you know, I remember those days at Indie Fruit, when we were starting The Produce Mom is a pretty humble blog and uh, my path crossed with yours early on, and then you were wow. doing some consulting with uh, Braga and Josie's Organics, helping launch that. And, you know, so, uh, Todd, you've been part of the trailblazing yourself, you know? Oh, and, th-
0: yeah. Thank so, you. Yeah, thank it's you. It's great
1: to be here and thank you for the kind remarks. And, yeah. you know, this all did start through passion and it mostly started as I evaluated my convergence of my two lives, you know, my professional life and the produce supply chain and my personal life as a mom. And realizing that I was getting more inquiry from my peers, mm-hmm. more, more inquisitive myself, where does someone go to learn more about all the brands in fresh produce, finding the facts about farming, like really breaking it down into digestible pieces that the end consumer, someone who hasn't studied agronomy or plant science or you know, uh, nutrition, even for that matter. But how how can we break it down so people can understand this? And what I realized in 2012, when I when we, you know, when I bought the domain, um, right. I, I realized that hey, there's a void. There's a categorical void here in a very global industry that has, you know, that's poised for. Success always. I mean, we represent a product line and a commodity that's joined by, that's enjoyed by people all throughout the world. Um, One thing that I love to say is there's no doctor, there's no healthcare professional, there's no religion, there's no corner of this earth that is discouraging any of us from eating more fruits and vegetables. And, um, and that is really such a unifying magnetic force when you consider, mm-hmm. you know, the, the types of things, like it, fresh produce is a grand connector. You know, the cultural yeah. side of this industry has moved my soul since the minute I got involved in this industry. And I felt strongly in 2012 that we needed that consumer facing platform that was all about education, that was a, a rallying cry, a community, based brand to to really do what we're still focused on doing at the produce moms and that is we want to get more fruits and vegetables on every table period yeah yeah well
0: it's hugely important to your point sun water food connects this entire planet i don't care who you are what you are you got to have all three (laughs) you can't you can't go without any one of the three to survive on this planet and i think it's that when we think about food and the connectivity that has on a global scale. These conversations need to be raised, especially in the environment of the way we treat food today. Right. Um, it, it, it's certainly is concerning when you think about the food that is out in the system today, both good right. and bad opportunities. So I want to get into a little bit about the produce mom. Just kind of step back for a second and go back to that, that evolution that you had, that, that, that epiphany moment of like, I'm going all in because you did. You, you, you jumped in. You didn't have a plan B. You went right to the edge and said, screw it. I'm going to jump. I know I have a parachute on my back eventually, and it's going to open before I hit the ground. And that, I mean, I, I love that leap of faith, right? And I think it's just so inspirational for any young business to get around people that have taken a leap of faith because it's so inspiring. But when you started this and you talked a little bit about your audience, you know, what were you really aiming for in the beginning as a target audience? And, and I'm going to give you a, I'm give this question in two parts. Then what were you aiming for? And then what is it like today as you've evolved?
1: So when this launched in 2012, um, it was a brand, it was owned by Indianapolis Fruit Company. I think a lot of people that are following along with us today are probably aware of, you know, how the Produce Moms, you know, started and where it is today. And the fact that it started as something that was my work for hire. Mm -hmm. Um, So when I pitched it to the bosses at Indy Fruit, the thought was, you know, we represent that wholesale distribution stage of the supply chain we are poised to take a leadership role to market the entire produce department. You know, mm-hmm. that is what we sell, the whole produce department, unlike all of the specific growers and shippers that were our vendors and even the retailers. You know, the retailers make a lot of money on center store items. They make a lot of money on, you know, alcohol and, and frozen foods and canned food. So they, they can't just talk about fresh produce. And certainly, right. you know, if you're a citrus grower, why would you talk about anything other than citrus? You're not. So, um, so I I felt strongly that we are, we are poised to take this on at wholesale distribution. Um, However, we, I knew I had to monetize it. So really the the number one stakeholders, the number one folks that we had to get their buy-in on were, it started with our grower shipper community, invest with us, at the Produce Mom, it was singular at the time, and we can help spread your message to the end consumer. I mean, that's a tough sell when you don't have an audience. You know, uh, we were, we, when the momcom started, I mean, we did not have a nationwide readership or nationwide right. visitors to our website. We, um, you know, this thing started um, before, like I think Pinterest was still, you needed an invite to, to, to be part of it. Instagram mm-hmm. um, was just launching. It hadn't even really opened up the doors for business pages yet. Facebook was king for sure. Um, I think in a way, Facebook still is king. Um, YouTube didn't have the streaming capabilities that it has today. So right. it's, it's, everything was different in 2012. But the, the truth was, I knew it was important to build something that had that foundation and the roots in the supply chain, helping people understand where their food comes from. So our number one stakeholders when we started this, the number one people we needed the buy-in and participatory audience from, was the grower shipper community. Right. And so proud that still today, despite the evolutions that my business has taken, and the you know the changes we've made, the pivots so to say. The grower shippers still remain at the apex of all that we do. We want to make sure that the produce moms is a brand that serves agriculture. And it's a brand that, you know, if you're growing a fruit or a vegetable, you can look at what we do at the produce moms and think this is really important, great work.
0: Right, right.
1: Um, certainly as our audience grew, the in-consumer became more and more important. Certainly, right. as the digital ecosystem and the digital communication era became more mainstream, so to say it all became about how many people are you connecting with a month? How, what is your readership? Tell me more about, you know, we're launching a product line with Publix. I want to know about your readership in the Southeast. So even the granular data became more and more important for what we do. And, uh, just so proud of the team that surrounds me and the fact that, you know, we're able to meet the challenge. We're able to really be that service to those different stakeholders and Absolutely. Uh, I'm six years into business ownership now. So, you know, another big stakeholder that I have is, is my employees, you know, it's sure. not, easy, not easy to work for a founder not easy to work for a small bootstrapping business. Mm-mm. So how can I make sure that um, my employees, you know, are a primary stakeholder that we're taking. Absolutely. Care um,
0: Absolutely. And that's my next question, because I think it's exciting because we, we yeah. get to, we get to talk about, the letter s
1: yeah right we do we yeah. get to talk
0: we we so do get to talk s, about the letter
1: s the s was something that i it was like that thing i needed the most that i didn't know i needed and i one of your previous guests karen nardosa um she reached out to me um gosh well we had the opportunity to collaborate through the josie's organics launch right. that right. most supported um, and then she reached out to me, um, as that work kind of sunset. And she was like, look, I really believe in what you're doing. If you ever need strategy support with keeping this thing going, reach out. And so I reached out to her to do just that. I was like, okay, I'm all over the place. My only strategy is don't go out of business. Like I got to get, you know, which is still, it's still, yeah, yeah I've in got reality. my whiteboard over here on this wall and it's like, don't go out of business is what it says at the top. But, um, it's still so important, but at the same time, how do you, how do you sustain? And it comes down to, you gotta, you gotta be strategic in all that you do. And Absolutely. yeah, so very thankful for those. It was 2016, 2017 that Karen met with me one-on-one. She met with Kristen who at the time was the only member of my team. Right. Um, and we realized, you know, as we, the more I talked about the brand, that what I was viewing as the biggest threat and really what on paper was probably the biggest threat was the produce mom equals Lori Taylor. And that was Mm -hmm. so far from what I was set out to do. You know, that is not what I wanted to do. I didn't want, I don't want my, my brand to be equivalent to me. I don't want this, this movement and this community that we're building to be perceived as a, you know, static influencer. Um, So I, I realized she made the suggestion and other members of the maxi team, they're like, just add an S. And so, right. um, that was the rebrand. It's the most expensive S I've ever, um, <laughs> ever, ever, yeah,
0: absolutely. But, but now, but the S means so much more today. And I'd like to touch on that because your, your team has grown and, and it has, and it's grown just recently. You've got some new additions. Can you just touch on that and what you kind of have yeah. cooking now?
1: Yeah. You know, so we're still such a small bootstrapping business, but it, it is, you know, um, any business owner, especially if you work in uh, or a member of an accounting firm or or team, you know what the month of January is for a business. It's, it's a tough month as you wrap up your fiscal and do all your tax paperwork and preparation. So every year, um, it's a huge pain in the butt. But it's also one of those moments where I'm validated like we are really growing is when I process our 1099s. And, you know, this year I took 27 1099s to the the post office. And um, I thought, wow, like this is amazing because six years ago it was me, Kristen, and someone that I paid $200 to, to support helping me with transferring the domain and like all that I can protocol domain transfers. um, And that was it. And so when you look at what we've done today, when you consider the fact that we are so close at the produce moms to being a million dollar business, um, that is, those are the, and like, I've bootstrapped my way through all this, you know, and I had oh. six figures of acquisition debt. I had a $4,999 900, $4, check from USA pairs when I opened up my checking account for the business. 12-month scope of work, $5,000, like that's not going to pay the bills for 12 months. Um, And then I had a verbal commitment from Chuck Stinks at Sage Fruit. He said, we'll stick with you, like same level. We believe in what you're doing. So with the verbal commitment and the cash in hand, I had about 30 grand. um, The business to to acquire from Indie Fruit, it costs more than the home my family and I lived in. So six figures of debt. Yeah. Uh, not much cash, a $25,000 handshake and off we went. Um, and when I look back on each of those, like all the financial paperwork, you know, the things, you know, the PNL, which is how so many people measure the success of a business. And here soon we'll get to how I measure it in so many other ways, but the PNL is obviously very important. Like no no business. Um, and It's amazing how the growth that we've had, you know, I, I yeah, I feel like I feel absolutely so blessed. I'm not afraid as an entrepreneur to identify the fact that, you know, I don't, I don't have, um, you know, like I have a LinkedIn expert. I have a, um, I have someone on the team who does nothing but Pinterest, someone on the team who does nothing but Instagram. So we have found content area experts and we have brought them in and we've contracted with them to do these specific roles. So like my next big goal is less 1099s, more actual full-time employees. Um, and we'll see, you know, hopefully we'll get there. You know, my goal is to, to add a few full-time employees this year, but when you're small, it. trapping, it's absolutely, it takes a while to get there, but I,
0: I love it. Well, you know, it. Absolutely. You know, there's the old adage. You're, you're, you're you know, what they say, you're never, you're never too big to fail, but you're also never too small to succeed. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you epitomize that where you started with, you know, you started back, you know, you literally started with your back to the wall and you kick and clawed your way forward to the point that you are today. And it's super exciting because, you know, as we touched on earlier, consumption is a really big thing. I talk about it all the time. I firmly believe it. And I want to get into that a little bit, just behind the brand for you and what you guys are doing. But, you know, I always say that, you know, my job is to get you to eat the apple. Right. First and foremost, and not convince you to eat the organic one or eat, or eat this varietal, whatever it might be, you know, in a hypothetical kind of scenario. But it's so important that we continue these conversations, consumption, consumption is an interesting thing. You know, COVID's done one thing. It certainly has increased consumption in the fruit and vegetable space. I just read an article uh, yesterday, the UK come out and I think it's they've increased fruits and veg like some 30 percent during the COVID uh, deal, which, of course, folks are eating at home more, which I'm sure attributes to a lot of that. But it's great to see those kind of numbers. But consumption is an interesting thing because there are barriers that people, you know, don't necessarily think about one of which is is cost is always a barrier to consumption on anything. Uh, prep time is a, is an issue when it comes to consumption, as well as cooking knowledge. Like, how do I cook? This looks really great. The profile sounds great, but how the hell do I do? You know, what do I do with it? So, I want to talk a little bit about consumption because you know, as you've created this iconic brand, and and you know, it's about positivity and promoting change. In your opinion, what are some of the biggest challenges that you think parents have today in increasing? consumptions of fruit and veg inside their own families
1: yeah i mean it's really hard to compete with uh you know cheetos or an apple example something that we say often at the produce moms when we're talking to folks like yes we promote specific brands we have brands that are exclusive organic growers or exclusive indoor agriculture so to your point like you know that's the that's like the secondary or tertiary goal that we have is to get folks interested in specific specific farming styles or specific um brands or varieties. Um, you know, apples over apple jacks is a is a good adage that comes sure. to mind and something we say often here at TPM. But I, you know, it's tough. I mean it's yeah. really tough. And I've been in the I'm in those trenches even today as a mom of um preteen and teenage boys. I see my older son And, you know, he's at the point now where like sports performance is top of mind. He's got, you know, physical goals that he's working towards. So he's starting to be more open-minded about filling half his plate with veggies and then other things. But it, it takes a long time. I mean, and, and I think that the, you got to approach this with a realistic mindset, knowing that, um, you know, households today, there's, there's financial pressures, There are, uh, pressures from like the different regions. You know, I've been born and raised in the Midwest my whole life in Indiana, and I am pretty confident that the, the local cuisine here is quite different than coastal California. Sure. A lot of our producers are at for, for the fresh leafy greens. And so I, um, you know, I think that those are all things like keep a very open mind when you're talking to folks, never try to create an, uh, an environment of ultimate positivity that includes in our own households. And that most definitely includes in the way that we as industry professionals market our products, you know, it's, it is, you know, we all have our own brand objectives, of course, but at the end of the day, 90% of Americans aren't eating the recommended amounts. So Mm -hmm. the health and wellness messaging, it doesn't, it hasn't worked. It hasn't worked for a long time. So how are we going to help people understand that fruits and vegetables are delicious, nutritious, convenient, and affordable. Yeah, Those for sure. are, that's, that's something we're working on every day at TPM and you know, Todd, I think um, I think a keep it simple approach is really important. You know, we, sure. we always tell people if your kid has one favorite fruit or vegetable, you know that they'll eat that, stock it, serve it, serve it often, serve it daily. Eventually yep. they'll be more open-minded to trying new things. We've mm-hmm. created content at the Produce Moms that we've received great feedback on from our audience. Things like, if you love this, try this, and we've matched up similar textures, similar flavor profiles, um, and that's been that's been a really successful um, approach for us too. And then, of course, like we have no shame in the in the sneaky veggie strategy either. You know, oh. the blended burger project that the mushroom. Council, Council that's
0: fantastic.
1: Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. It changed households, it changed schools. Um, it, 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 I do it all the time, weekly in my home for spaghetti night. It's always blended ground yeah, beef. I love it. Milk, so,
0: well, I love it. What do you, what do you think when you know? And it's kind of framing up this consumption conversation a little bit more. What do you think the industry's responsibility is to increasing fruit and vegetable consumption yeah. for for youth, though? Right, I'm not talking about. I just you know specifically because you know we, I don't necessarily know. You know, it's hard to market to kids, but we do market to kids, right? But I think when it comes to fruit and veg, sometimes we don't necessarily realize they're actually in the grocery store sometimes with mom and dad as well. So I get my question back to you: is, Is what's the industry's responsibility for that?
1: Well, I think that we have a responsibility to quit acting like consumption is so dark and dreary, okay? I know that I just, a few minutes ago, said 90% of us aren't eating enough. Yeah. But let's also evaluate some critical facts. Like the fact that I can call Domino's Pizza and get a cauliflower crust pizza is huge. Like I realize that that's not the form of cauliflower that our, you know, Salinas Valley growers are wanting folks to enjoy But the fact that that is mainstream, The fact that we've got veggie chips and straws and, you know, it's top of mind. I get that it's not the form that we all are trying to promote, but there is a societal shift that's happening that is positive. That's positive energy. It's positive. It's a positive presence where the integrity of the produce department is bleeding out into other areas of grocery retail. It's so positive. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I do think that as an industry, let's be, let's be really positive. I think, unfortunately the plant-based movement that ship has sailed it's owned by the alternative meat industry, which is such a shame because we are the original plant-based food. Um, and you know, I, I think that there is opportunity to, um, capitalize and, and connect with folks that are, that are making those commitments and interested in that lifestyle. But, um, you know alternative meats beat us to it and uh you know so i i do think that as an industry we have to stay stay steadfast on on promoting fruits and vegetables i think commitments to um child nutrition initiatives and policy in the united states are so important it's one reason i'm so involved with um you know the work that ifpa is doing from a government affairs point of view and Um, you know, something that we do from a grassroots political action um, at TPM, we really, I really think that schools, school meals, programs like WIC can be absolute catalysts for creating change in the way that children view fruits and vegetables. I'll give you a quick example from my personal life. In my home, like, when I go to the produce department, we're, we're very privileged. I don't have to shop based off of, you know, price tag. I can pretty much shop based off what looks good, what I want to cook, what my family likes to eat. So I realized that I'm approaching the produce department with, um, you know, a level of freedom that not every household has. But with that, I had no idea that my son Joe even liked cucumbers. And one day he said to me, he's like, mom, do we have any cucumbers? I was like, "Mm, probably let me check. And unfortunately we didn't. And I was like, I don't have them right now, but I'll get them for you. He said, well, I eat them every day. And I was like, huh? And he said, yes, at school, I get them every single day, um, at the salad bar or the veggie bar or whatever the school has to offer. I know there's been a lot of changes and how, um, you know, that self-serve area post covid Um, but my son's school, thankfully, are, they're still doing their veggie bar. Um, and that has been a huge way where my, like, that's the kid of the produce mom's founder found his love for cucumbers at school, not in my own home, you know? So it's awesome
0: though, um, but that's, great. that's good.
1: That's a good It's thing. wonderful. And I think that as we see, you know, uh, as we see other foods, I know food service has had their own challenges but, um, I applaud everyone in food service who has, um, really made a commitment to making sure that, you know, maybe the, maybe the fresh fruit cup is the default side for kids meals. And if you want fries, like you have to state that, or there's an upcharge or, you know, something along those lines. And I think that's been, those are all very positive changes that are happening in society and that demonstrate, you know, households today, um, there's a peaked interest, and, and mm-hmm. it is our responsibility to capitalize on that now. Um, and I do, I obviously, obviously, I think it begins with education. For I sure. Oh, yeah, 100%. I think education is a means to increasing consumption.
0: This episode of Todd Versations is brought to you by Organics Unlimited and Grow Brand Bananas, the most responsible banana you'll ever meet. Learn more at organicsunlimited.com. I 100% agree. You know, I, I love the work and I'm just going to throw a shout out right here to my friend, uh, Chef Ann Cooper with the Chef Ann Foundation, what she's trying to do to put scratch cooking in public schools and schools period. If you don't know what she is, check her out. It's just such a great, such a great initiative. But, you know, you brought up something that's really interesting and I want to touch on this a little bit uh, before I move on to, to my next, my next probing questions you know, you talk about in the retail space a little bit and what's out there, you know, you don't, you don't have to look real deep on, on the weekly circular, whether it's online or, you know, still comes in the mail or in the newspaper, whatever it is, to take a look and say, look at all the things that are on sale in, you know, whatever grocery store, how many things are good? How many things do you look at and go, well, that's not good for you, right? So there becomes this thing where you talk about education and those are very powerful educational tools. And I, I would love to see More put into your exact point of how do we start to put better habits into our youth that are going to make a a healthier, better generation? Because the cost that we the cost of investing in our kids to eat better is going to pay us back in our healthcare costs down the road and some of these other things that we're dealing with. So I would put a challenge out that to to take a look at that and, and to what people are doing and ask your retailers, you know, don't be afraid to be vocal, saying, "Hey, can we get more of these? Can we get more of these opportunities?" because that's the only way they're going to pivot and change is if they're asked to pivot and change. So I commend you for, you know, keeping that fight going and and having that, because I think it's super important that the, you know, that there is that obligation all the way through the supply chain from the guy that's, you know, from the, from the guy that's putting the seed to the ground to the person that's putting it on the wet rack, where we've got to keep that, that conversation of of positive consumption and driving, you know, that positivity into our food um, moving forward. So I just love that. You think there's any misconceptions out there about, consumptions that you want to squash. By the way, do you like how I use the word squash? I threw that right in there for
1: us. (laughs) Yeah, you know, I I do think that the, you know, I've I've been vocal about this before. I disagree with the data that consumption is, you know, declining and amongst consumers. I disagree with that data. One thing that my work in DC has taught me is that there's a data study to represent whatever your narrative is. Okay, yeah. and if it doesn't exist, you can find that data. Um, you can invest in it. So I, I disagree we see
0: that what we're that. seeing that in the media today, right? It, whatever yeah. whoever wants to tell the story. Tells whatever your story is. Yeah, hundred percent. So
1: I've been on record saying that before. I'm on record now on your platform saying it again. I disagree with the data that's out there that says consumption is declining. And I agree. Um, I agree with you. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. <laughs> I know that I'm. I you know I'm an entrepreneur. I'm an eternal optimist. I always see opportunity, but. I do think that when you when anecdotally you consider that fringe effect and that fringe presence of fruit and vegetable throughout grocery retail and food service. Yeah, I, I just I I have a hard time believing that consumption is down, especially when we also consider that farmers continue to put these these crops in the ground they continue to harvest them they you know those that those choices wouldn't be made um if there wasn't a, a demand to merit it 100%. i mean
0: look at the look i mean you, you can't look at the organic movement in the last 15 years and wonder right. if it's going backwards i no. mean 35 years ago when there was no movement and a lot of people in, in, you know, from my generation, we're kicking indoors and you know trying to figure out a way to make this thing fly. I could agree with it back then, but today I don't see it because you have to look at what's coming. You have to look at just the transformation of the organic industry. Just from a sheer dollar amount alone, it's a very hard. It's very hard to look at those sheer dollars uh, yeah. that are in just that organic space and wonder if consumption's going down. I don't. I mean, I went to public high school, but I'm pretty sure that math doesn't pencil.
1: <laughs> yeah I know I hear you um you know and I and I don't know who's going to come out with that study you know yeah. who's, you know it, it's tough if you're a you know um because we all have a stakehold in continuing the fight to promote fruits and vegetables and if yeah. there's a study that says that you know or indicates that it might the promotions might not be as demanded um you know I don't know so there's it's but at the end of the day, I also believe, Todd, that there is no such thing as too much fruit and vegetable in your life, you know? So no, I don't. There's no doubt. I agree. And, and carry on. Um, we're, we, are, we are standing on the right side of history, for sure, working in the fresh produce industry.
0: Well, I agree with that. I mean, like, again, sun, water, food. It's a yeah. good one, right?
1: Yeah. I
0: want to go back a little bit. Um pre-produce mom and, 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 throw this back at you, you know, back in the beginning, back when you were thinking about, you know, back in Indie Fruit, uh, back when, you know, back when you were slinging hash on the desk, um, <laughs> you know, on a daily basis, but when you reflect back to the industry then, um, versus now, what are the biggest differences that you see?
1: Far more women in leadership, which is a great, yeah. Thing. um, yeah, Yay I love that, um, very, you know, I remember when I was at Indie Fruit, like I was the very first employee they ever had in the office that had a maternity leave. So like it was a whole new world for them. <laughs> um, so, you know, and that wasn't that long ago. I mean, my no. son is 14 years old. So right. uh, big, big advancements even in the last 10 years for women in our industry. Sure. Um, obviously, the direct to consumer efforts, whether you're talking about marketing or sales, for sure, like that's the number one thing that I've noticed. Um, and then also just the, the, I feel like everyone's such a competitor now, you know? I mean, it's like when you consider even the competitiveness between grocery and retail, like the emergence of technologies such as DoorDash and other, you know, rapid delivery outlets, mm-hmm. um, dark kitchens. I mean, there, there's just been a lot with, um, there's been a lot of new, competitors that have emerged um, as a result of technology and then advanced through the COVID pandemic when folks had to turn to alternative ways to get their food.
0: Right, right, no, agreed. Yeah, no, the The, the transformation to me has been very interesting to see and the techno- technological transformation has been very interesting to see. Yeah, and, and, you know, and I think what's been really tough for me is the fact that we're so focused on always being so cheap. Um, I think that's, to me, when I look no, at something, no.
1: It's got to stop. It's got to
0: stop. Well, that's my next question. I was going to ask you is like, what, you know, going back to the indie, going back, right? Not today, but going back and looking forward from this point, what's some of the biggest disappointments that you think are happening out there? For me, I'm going to go all in and say being chill as the narrative is the worst
1: yeah i hate it like it came full circle for me when i was with del monte in costa rica and they took me out there in 2019 um to help support their sustainability report that they were working on and um i it came full circle for me at that time i was like i felt guilt for selling bananas at the price i sold them Um, conventional or organic i was like what in the world america can afford to pay 69 cents to a dollar, you know, a dollar 20, whatever the right price point is. I don't know, but I can tell you with certainty when I was selling those bananas on promo at 29 cents a pound, that's not okay. Like that's, there's no reason why, um, there's no reason why our growers shouldn't be financially rewarded and put in a position where they can, they can pay the labor and an equitable wage at all times, every stage of the supply chain. And, um, you know, that was, that was my biggest, I, I mean, yeah. I learned a lot on that trip, but that sure. is the emotion that I looked back on. I'm like, it's the strongest emotion from that entire immersion experience in Costa Rica was wow. Like I, I had an overwhelming sense of guilt for the, the promos that we would run and the, the, the hand that I had and selling, um, those tropical fruits at a, at an unethical price point, frankly.
0: Yeah, yeah and, and I get the conversation around economy and income and all this, and I'm not trying to go down that trail, but I think it's a really slippery slope where we start to undervalue our food. I think it's really slippery when we try to use the word, you know, try to make everything so cheap. By right. driving out inefficiencies or doing this or cutting a corner. Maybe if they cut a corner on food safety, that backfires. Maybe they're cutting a corner on labor standards that backfires. Maybe it doesn't matter. But I think when it comes to food, I just don't think we should try to use the word cheap at the same time, because never. I think it's just, I think it becomes deadly in some ways. Yeah, I think it's never, a real concern. Like, yeah.
1: yeah, no cheap food has no place in the produce department. Even what? our most affordable items should never be described as cheap yeah, um, right. you know Well, cheap
0: has cheap has a hidden cost let's be honest yeah. you know and w- w- no matter what cheap has a hidden cost cheap food higher health care let's be honest let, let you know if you cannot if, if you have a, a word on the back of a box that has you know 27 letters and 19 consonants and you can't pronounce it you gotta wonder
1: right yeah yeah absolutely and as it relates to you know a, a raw fresh agricultural product cheap often means that, uh, you know, the human capital wasn't taken care of.
0: What, uh, absolutely, no, I, again, I just, I just think that to me, that's one of the things I would love for us to get away from is, is just to get a better, clear understanding in our country of what it takes for a farmer or somebody to put food on your table and actually fully understand what's involved. What, you know, what does it mean to go milk a cow at four thirty in the morning when it's 22 below, right? What does that do? How does that work? We don't have any concept. We just expect it to be there. And I think that we've not done a good job of elevating that. And that's what I love about what you're doing. That's what I love about this platform is to drive these conversations forward to put a little bit more common sense um back yeah, into these okay. conversations and, and just do that you know what we're, we're not going to change the world overnight but I would love the fact that we just make and you do it too you make people stop and pause and I'll take stop and pause as a first step to make changes
1: I completely agree with you yeah. and you know as I said education is a means to increasing consumption education on the farming economy is part of that You know Mm -hmm. it's not it's the number one reason i launched the podcast in 2018 was because i knew like this is far more than how to select store and serve your fruits and vegetables which we do a very good job and a comprehensive job uh through our website but i knew that we needed to take it a step further and have a space within our ecosystem where we could talk about the farming economy talk about the supply chain talk about all of the different people hands professionals and technologies that it takes to bring to make fruits and vegetables available 365 days a year um, and and i do think that that the american consumer with all consumer products to be honest with you i think we yeah. need to better understand the supply chains behind behind the goods that we buy on a on a daily weekly monthly or annual basis
0: yeah i i absolutely agree and i think there's some good people out there you know rattling the cages about supply chain even in our own business there's some other people that are doing some pretty cool stuff that are dropping some, dropping some good bombs for us to think about. And I think it's really important that we do. One of the things that, and I'm glad we had this conversation because it leads me up where I, I want to come back around to something I'm excited about. And I know you're excited to share about. Yeah. And I just think, you know, I'm so proud of you guys for doing this. And this is This is not something you wake up and go, well, this isn't going to be an easy to do decision, but you guys are working on becoming a certified B Corp. So can you kind of tell everybody just real quick, give everybody a 411 of exactly what it means to become a certified B Corp. And then I got a couple of questions I want to ask you about that.
1: Okay. So in the world of consumer products, B Corps is kind of like a a gold medal standard, so to say, um, in terms of these are brands that are committed to purpose beyond the PL. and um, And these are brands that view business, you know, for-profit businesses as a force for good. And right. you you have to, um, just like all certifications, you know, you have to state your facts, to, you know, back it up with documentation. You go through the thesis process where you defend that documentation as the owner of the company. And, um, and then the... The B Lab evaluates it all and they, they identify if you truly are meeting all of the standards that you say, the standards of B Corp are rooted in the UN sustainable um, right. development goals. And they are, you know, for us at the Produce Moms, very we ranked very heavy on how we are serving the community, the in consumer, sure. um, as a, as a um, public domain of information. That was where we indexed the highest. Um, our governance, due to the way that I've structured the business, um, the different policies we have in place for everyone that works here, uh, we also index relatively high for that as well. Um, those, the governance of this business was rooted in, like, I've got, you know, we're the produce moms. I've got to be a place where moms can work and thrive, you know, yeah. and and uh very the, the way that we've been conducting business, um, as it relates to our governance and workforce, um, index is very high with, with the B Corp model. Um, but there's, there's other, like you have to define your stakeholders and it's been two time. This has been the hardest thing I've ever done. Harder than surviving with that $5,000 check, six figures of debt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I started this to give you a timeline. Okay. So we're talking early February. Um, and this show will publish in a couple weeks probably, but
0: mm-hmm.
1: I, um, I started this process in January, 2021, wow. honestly thinking that this will be about six months. Like I thought it would be a 2021 achievement for the produce moms. And I started in January because I thought, Ooh, <laughs> it could be like our October announcement. Cause you know, with like the big PMA fresh summit, whatever it's going to be called now, um, everyone likes to have their big, you know, it reveal is. going into right. that. And so I thought B Corp would be ours. I was like, not even halfway through, you know, What you had <laughs> in to do? Well, why, what,
0: why'd you do it? I mean, what, what, what's, uh, so what, you know?
1: that's a great question. I did it. I did it honestly because, um, well I felt strongly that we qualified first and foremost, sure. you know, I have, I admire a lot of the brands that are part of, Oh,
0: there's some killer brands that, that are, are B Corp. Amazing,
1: amazing brands, the brands yeah. that move your soul, the brands that make you feel like you're connected to a movement um, within agriculture, we have a few examples like Tillamook, uh, mostly in dairy, to be honest with you, Tillamook, uh, Danone has, is a member of B Corp. Um, there's, uh, Patagonia for the outdoors, you know, oh. aficionados, uh, Thrive, has-
0: Thrive Market, Thrive Market's a B yeah, Corp are a fantastic, fantastic group of people.
1: Yes. And it's, so it's been, it's been a, you know, these are brands that I've, that I've, um, admired. And I've tried to emulate as I put mm-hmm. together the Produce Moms. And I realized that a lot of these brands that I was looking at, a common thread amongst the ones that moved my soul the most, they were B Corp certified.
0: Whoa. So then
1: I started to look into it and I thought, you know what? There is no one, you know, my competition each and every day, I've got more competitors at the Produce Moms. And, um, and again, like the pandemic and the work from home, like that elevated the amount of people that were like, I'm going to do this, you know? And so, um, that I knew that I needed something else to differentiate the produce. And, um, so that, that was, that was certainly a motivating factor, but the biggest motivating factor is, um, it's one thing for me to say that we do all these things and we're a, we're a business with purpose. We've got this great mission. It's another thing when it's actually peer reviewed and validated, um, through a global certification that is, extremely difficult to achieve. I mean, there's, there's less than 5,000 businesses worldwide that carry the B Corp certification. Um, and the reason, you know, the reason that number is so small is because it's extremely difficult to qualify. And, um, so I, you know, I believe in the purpose. I believe that sustainability is our future. I believe that food is, um, You know, I I believe, as I said earlier, food is this grand connector. I believe it's a global human right, the access to food. Um, And I believe that, and, and the crazy thing, Todd, is I believe, I thought when I started this and then the process and all of the validation and the, you know, 14 months plus that I've been working on this. I have told my team since the beginning. This is simply the values of agriculture. These values that are part of B Corp that I, that we are being vetted on and, and scored upon. These are values and you know business processes that were taught to me by the farmers that we work yeah. for and work with. So um, I love it. Yeah, these values are they, are they are common everyday values for for the fresh produce industry. Sustainability, taking care of your workers you know, having policies that are black and white and that serve all of your stakeholders. Those are, that's all part of the process. So um, it's hopefully real soon, maybe even by the time this-, we this want, we'll, we'll, we'll put it up
0: on our post.
1: Yeah, you'll see on the, the Produce Moms website, our, we have an impact page we're working on that will kind of help bring to life everything that Corp represents. And, you know, certainly look forward to- to doing more within the B Corp community and elevating fresh produce within the B Corp community too.
0: I love it. No, I think it's fantastic. I'll ask you another question. What's the term "communities build a better world" mean to you?
1: That term means to me that together anything is possible. You yeah. know, I I I think that my whole journey has been um, empowered by the the community that surrounds me. For sure. You know, um and and you know not even, you know, six years ago, seven years ago, I was literally sitting in a cubicle making $40,000 a year as an order taker and a marketing manager. And like, I, I had no idea what the community around me was about to mm-hmm. deliver to my personal professional life. Right. Um, and then when I think about what we've built at the Produce Moms with the community that we've engaged and curated through our <laughs> ecosystem and brand, um, I know, I know that we've made the world a better place through. The oh
0: shit! Time. Oh hell yes, absolutely. I mean, yeah, you don't have to worry have, about that.
1: We have seen the most beautiful testimonials come back to us. Like we'll send a, we'll send an email with you know, Halloween recipes, and then we'll get an email back from someone that said, "Hey, I replaced like the standard candy donation to my kids' um, Halloween party with, you know, this this idea that you shared." Um, so those are, those are things that move your soul, but also help you realize like, yeah, we're, we're on the right track. Another, another huge thing that we've heard from people in our community is it's so refreshing to hear this message from moms, like not, not a medical voice of authority, not someone who feels really out of reach, out of touch with the type of life that I live. You know, the the representation within the Produce Moms through the different content contributors that we've brought in, um, you know, the to-, to the tone that we use with our with the way that we talk to our community. Um, all of that's been very deliberate to help Absolutely. people understand, like, there's a place for you here, you know?
0: Yeah, I love it. Well, moms don't give out misinformation. You can quote me on that.
1: <laughs> there we go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, so to wrap up a little bit, just, you know, just to kind of to sum up our, our hanging out together what's next for what's next what's exciting I mean, because b corps coming we know that but what's next for the brand i mean you know you're not sitting still i assure you of that
1: no so, you no got a
0: little tidbit you want to drop a little gossip what do you got come on throw yeah, something. So,
1: you know probably another huge thing that's happened is our our brand um appearing in packaging through our co-branded initiatives with grower shippers um sure. we have we have three brand partners that we've launched this with in 2021 the Produce Moms co branded products, we sold over 20 million units, which is amazing. You know, we're coast to coast, nationwide, various retailers. So that feels um, That's amazing.
0: exciting. Yeah, that's, that's exciting.
1: So that is, we, I'm in discussions right now with um, even outside of the produce industry doing some some licensing initiatives and co-branding ventures. So that's, that's definitely, hopefully in a, a 2022 announcement. Um,
0: well, you're coming on here to do it, right? Yes? Yeah, Well,
1: for sure. I'll let Done. you know when it comes together. But, um, you know, I, I, I think that the more, better, unique, special, that's kind of our mantra at TPM when we think about what we're going to oh. do. Like we got to do more. We got to do better. We got to be unique and we got to be special. And so that's our that's what you can expect from us each and every year.
0: I love it. You know, I, one of the big things I say on this broadcast is I'm all about inspiration, right? I'm, not, you know, I say it all the time. I end every broadcast, go inspire somebody. It's easy to do. Uh, you know, just saying hello to your neighbor is a source of inspiration. You just don't realize how much inspiration it actually is, but it is. Um, but You know what you're doing is inspiring. You're an inspiring person. You uplift. You, you know, you just you can't be around you. And uh, you know the clouds kind of part. The sun comes out a little bit. I mean, you know, you just you have such positive energy all the time. Um, It's fun to be around, and it's fun to to have you on my broadcast. It's fun to talk about what you're doing because. You know, I love it. I think it's great. Positivity wins the day in my world every day. And, and increasing consumption and common sense in the food world is certainly not a place you're going to have a hard time getting me to stand toe to toe and try to support with you. So I thank you from the bottom of my heart for hanging out. I, I really am. I'm, I'm super stoked. Um, I'm so proud of what you guys are doing. So, from everybody here at the TLC side of things and Todd Versations and Todd Bits, love for me back to you guys. Um, Please come back on, share, uh, you know, this platform is at your, your disposal. Um, and let's just keep, you know, banging the drum and making a difference
1: in this world. Thank you, Todd. It's been a pleasure. And thank you to everyone who's tuned in.
0: Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks, everybody, for hanging out with us. This has been a ton of fun. I'm inspired. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do the rest of the day. I'm going to go write good emails to people, I'm sure. Something <laughs> something good's going to come out of this conversation because I'm too pumped up right now. But thanks for hanging out. You know, go inspire somebody. I say it all the time. I'm going to say it again. Go say hi to your mailman today, or mail person, or mail lady, whoever it is. Just say hello. Just introduce yourself if you don't know a neighbor? Just try it. I'm telling you, you will totally change the trajectory of your day. Inspiration comes from a lot of different angles, and if we can control that and put some of it out there in the ethos, that's a pretty damn good day. So thanks for watching. Thanks for hanging us out. We'll see you on social media where all the cool kids are, and uh, we'll check you out in our next episode. It's coming up. Take care of everybody. See you. Thanks.